Thank you for spending another midweek moment with WPT. I'm John Jacobson. Today is Wednesday, the 14th of June, 2023. Before we get started today, today's moment is brought to you by Knuth Brewing Company in beautiful downtown Ripon. For handcrafted beers brewed in extremely small batches or for artisan wood-fired pizzas, paninis, and salads all made with local ingredients, get over to Knuth Brewing. Find their menu and hours of operation at KnuthBrewingCompany.com. That's K-N-U-T-H BrewingCompany.com. Happy Wednesday. How's your week going so far? And happy Flag Day. So something interesting that I learned today, the very first recognized Flag Day in Wisconsin occurred in 1885 at the Stony Hill School near Wabeka, or Wabeka, not sure how to pronounce that. It was led by a teacher at that school. Flag Day itself did not become a national observance until 31 years later when President Woodrow Wilson recognized it on June 14, 1916. So make sure you fly the flag, the red, white, and blue, proudly today. If you're like me, every day from the spring until the late fall is flag day. I just keep old glory flying on the house when weather permits. I also heard a Johnny Cash song called Ragged Old Flag. I'd highly recommend giving that a listen. It'll give you goosebumps if you love America like I do. Let's jump into some news together. The shared revenue bill, which is I'm sure all you've been hearing about when you turn on local news, will be on the floor of both chambers for debate in the legislature this afternoon. This episode is being released at noon, and that's when the state Senate gavels in to begin debate. Lots of ins and outs in this legislation. The good news? Local governments will receive historic increases in the dollars they get from the state government for things like road, police, fire, rural services, and they're required to spend the money on those things. They'll also be incentivized to save property taxpayers big dollars by utilizing a new state tool called the Innovation Fund, which will help them share and consolidate services where possible. At long last, if you're a business owner or a farmer, the personal property tax will be repealed in this bill today, and even Governor Evers agreed to it this time and said he will sign that provision into law. Let's again not count our chickens before they hatch, but we definitely feel very, very confident this time. In order to reach an agreement deals were struck, to reach a true two-thirds funding, the state is putting about a billion dollars into K-12 public education, but that will also include raising revenue limits for some school districts. Also, if you're a school district that's been locked into a certain low limit and you've had low spending for decades, they're going to see that number go up as well. We are working on that and having conversations, but it does look like that was part of the overall agreement with Governor Evers. Teachers unions blasted Governor Evers yesterday due to his agreeing to a historic expansion of the school voucher program in the state. Unions called it a betrayal, and one even said this is something that we should expect from Scott Walker, but not Tony Evers, despite his also negotiating what I just mentioned, a much higher K-12 public school funding increase than would have originally been included in the budget. There's a lot of give and take, but at the end of the day, a lot more money will be going into roads, police, and fire, particularly in rural areas, and so this was one of the gives that Republicans uh, negotiated. But Evers did take a lot of heat on that yesterday. If you live in Milwaukee County or the city of Milwaukee, another source of bad news or good news, if you want to see more police on the streets but don't mind funding government employee pensions to a higher degree than you already are, your sales tax are about to increase either 0.4% or 2.4%, depending on where you live in the county. 
Lots of debate about to happen over the next 12 hours, so stay tuned on final details. After I record this, I will be on the phone quite a bit, and uh, I have a couple of virtual meetings set up as well, um, but the lawmakers are on the floor today, so access is quite limited. The Joint Committee on Finance continued working on big items in the next state budget. Action on the UW system yesterday was delayed by the committee, but Assembly Speaker Robin Voss said campuses should expect about a $32 million cut in state funding over the entire system. Voss said that that is the dollar amount that campuses currently spend on diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives across the state. Governor Evers, in a statement, called those comments short-sighted, saying that the move would be about Republicans' decade-long war on higher education institutions in our state. Voss said he wanted to see that the UW system can prioritize its finances and that the dollars are a waste of taxpayer money and cause racial divisions in the schools. The Finance Committee yesterday did approve an additional $1.55 billion for transportation uh, projects yesterday. That brings the total number to $8 billion in spending on roads over the next two years in every corner of the state. That amount would include about $1 billion in new borrowing with about $555 million cash from the general fund going to pay for that new funding. Among the things funded were local bridge improvements, rail cross uh, safety crossings, uh, freight rail preservation funding, local government funding for roads, and much more. Seems like roads are a big priority in this budget. And a Republican bill that is in the works would allow for local breweries and wineries to sell their own liquor on premise at a broader extent than is allowed now, and their distribution would change. It's been hailed by big brewing corporations and small ones alike. There would also be a new division of alcohol beverages uh, within the State Department of Revenue that would enforce through 10 new agents the state's alcohol laws, which is kind of a departure from where we're at now. The bill would also put limitations on wedding barns, and this is kind of concerning. The wedding barns have basically gone unregulated in the state so far. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss said you could continue your operations at a wedding barn as they are currently, but in a much more limited way in regards to alcohol, or it would require wedding barns to obtain a liquor license. The speaker said it would make sure that if you're serving alcohol, that any businesses doing so would be put on equal footing and equally regulated. Yesterday, some wedding barn owners voiced major concerns about the legislation with one Republican lawmaker actually calling those wedding barn owners overdramatic. Liquor licenses are, as many people know, pretty difficult to obtain, to say the least, and they can be quite costly. We will have the full details of this legislation on Monday's Weekly Insider, including how you can make your voice heard on this topic, so stay tuned. Personally, this is basically antithetical to what I believe in. If you want to host a wedding event or any event at your barn that you own, and of course accept liability for what goes on there, I don't see why you can't do that on your private property. My argument isn't airtight, but a full-on liquor license just doesn't seem exactly reasonable. I have also heard talk of creating a new type of license that would allow the barns to continue operating, but they would need to obtain it first. Not quite a full liquor license, but something new. So again, stay tuned for those details. Democrats in the state legislature this week have also introduced their gun violence prevention bills. The bills would require universal background checks, close certain loopholes, establish extreme risk protection orders, and make gun safes, barrel locks, and trigger locks sales tax exempt. Every individual deserves to be free from gun violence, regardless of where they live, work, and play. However, this is not a reality for too many people across our country and in our own state, Senate Minority Leader Melissa Agard said. I'm proud to again introduce common sense legislation that is broadly supported by Wisconsinites. She said, continued inaction is complicity, and now is the time to pass these bills. If I was a betting man, just based on history, 
I'd put my money on the legislature not even holding a public hearing on these bills, but I could be wrong. Governor Evers announced yesterday that the state will spend $50 million to fund supplemental heating assistance to more than 170,000 households that have previously received benefits. The governor's office said that the assistance will provide an additional $279 per household on average for a total average benefit of $637. Evers also allocated $8 million for fuel oil and propane delivery to qualifying customers, making sure Wisconsinites can make ends meet and don't have to choose between paying for their utilities and putting food on the table is the right thing to do, the governor said. Just hearing that makes me think about winter. Yuck. The thought of turning on the heat is basically unfathomable right now. With that, I really liked this one, so bear with me. It's a little different than usual, but Dr. Seuss said, be yourself, because the people who mind don't matter, and the people that matter don't mind. Have a great second half of your week, and as always, thanks for listening. Wisconsin Property Taxpayers, Inc. is a nonpartisan membership organization consisting of thousands of small business, farm, and homeowner members in every corner of the state. Founded in 1985, the organization is committed to providing its members with up-to-date information, legislative advocacy, and exclusive cost-saving benefits. Find out how to join at wptonline.org. join 